Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome back to Candyland. I love that you're Wednesday inspired today. Am I? You got your black and white stripes on. Yeah. Like and I actually, my hair. I posted that video with the that song from the show. I honestly will just be honest. I have barely made it through the second episode. It is not hitting for me like the Sabrina series did. The Sabrina series sucked me in. The Wednesday series, like I turn it on and I catch myself on my phone. Like there's been nothing that has drawn me in in the first two episodes that's been like, oh my God, I'm going to watch this whole show today at all. And I want to like it so bad, but it's just like, I'm not seeing the excitement so far. I binged it, but I also was always on my phone when I watch it because I'm usually on my phone when I watch shows anyways. But it's funny you mentioned Sabrina because I just rewatched the series and I'm on the last episode. If I'm going to watch something, I don't want to be on my phone. You've got to get me hooked or I'm not going to watch you. I'm just going to turn you off and put music back on. No, I'll just have it on in the background and like not be paying attention. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, what are they talking about? So this episode is going to be questions and some people sent some questions in. And then we have some random questions that we have also uh, wanted to ask each other. So we're really excited for season two, just in general, because this season we're not having a single guest. So it's just going to be us all year Till further notice, no guests, no features. We're going to drop weekly episodes. We're actually going to update it where it says weekly because we're going to make sure that we hold ourselves to this momentum. Yes. I'm so excited to talk with you every week. It feels like having this break from the podcast felt so weird. It felt like you and I were like hella disconnected from what's going on, like in each other's lives. And then when we do talk, I'm like, wait, we've only texted for like 15 minutes. What's going on with you? There's a lot to talk about constantly. Like I saw so many signs in just the last like 24 hours. It's like, I used to try to write all of them down or like document them in the notes on my phone. But now I'm just like, that's a sign that I'm just going to take in. I'm not documenting it. I'll never reflect on it again. I'm just going to take it in at this moment. And I've really been getting away from like the need to like point every little thing out and write it down or whatever. Like I haven't done that in a while, but I used to, I used to feel like I needed to, or I was going to like forget it or like I needed to have it. And I'll just be honest, like I never really look back through my journals unless they're like two or three years old. Like what? Like you would see two, two, two and you'd have to write it down? Well, no, I get deeper signs than that. But like a deep sign, like, you know, um, like the other night I read someone's birth chart that lived in a significant, was born in a significant place <laughs> that's significant to me. And normally I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have to write that down and like, let the universe know that I saw that sign that it was like, cause it was like a deep sign. I mean, there's millions of places someone could have been born and this particular city and state was hitting home. <laughs> and we yeah, were- you told me it was wild. Yeah, I was just like, well, okay, you know what I mean? And, and that was actually one of the girls from your, um, patreon so yeah it was really cool but the universe is always dropping really deep signs and I used to feel like I needed to document all of them you know I was actually it's funny that you say that because I was actually thinking yesterday about like the fact that I just am like I have no idea about that astrology shit go over to page like I I'm not I couldn't even begin to tell you and like you did my birth chart for me and it was slapping in the moment. And like, I was getting everything you were talking about. And then we hung up the call and I was like, thank God this shit's recorded. Cause I don't remember anything. Like, I remember, I remember certain things that you told me and actually we're going to be in this season when my Saturn return hits. And I remember that you talked to me about it in the beginning of season one. So it coming to season two and that shit hits like, 
I'm it's excited. It's really, really beautiful to see a project that I started during my Saturn return have like this longevity and kind of pass the torch over to you now for your Saturn return. And honestly, mommy driven and like motivated as we both are like Saturn enjoys that like Saturn enjoys a person that's willing to make the sacrifices now for the longevity because Saturn is the father of time so Saturn is like you've got to drop what you care about in the moment to think about the vision the future like why are you tripping on a very momentary situation like a relationship or a job or something that will change, something that will evolve, something that you will grow through or grow out of. You know what I mean? So Saturn is really like what habits have been lingering from your adolescence into now and like in your kind of pre-adulthood 27 range, you open up these doors where it's like you're not who you were at 19, but you're still kind of like not that far from there. So it's like you're still kind of like push and pull between the two. So I think working with Saturn and knowing about your Saturn return is so important. Like luckily spirit introduced me to astrology. The moment my Saturn return started, it was like, here is your map, like look at it, figure it out. And then it was so much. I had to take those classes with nightlight astrology. If I would not have taken that two year course, I would not call myself an astrologist. It's the way that you, okay, so first of all, I want to show the correlation between like, you just said that it was when your Saturn return hit that you're like hella into it. And I got that reading from Shannon where she was talking about like, you're going to be like diving into astrology more, whatever. Found it very interesting that we already had the reading scheduled and that then you find out about my Saturn return. So yeah, it like, it is like you're passing the torch. Like you just went through it and like, you can walk me through Um, but also in the way that you did the reading with me and you even pointed it out, you look at the planets, like they're people. And so the way that you describe it, I have a very like visual imagination. And so I'm able to like, see what you're saying. And I was able to play my birth chart in movie form while you were talking. And so it'll be cool to like, go back and rewatch it again and have more things concrete stick. Yeah, I didn't really like point out too much of the collective transits, but I just want to, for everyone listening, regardless of your age, Saturn is moving into Pisces in mid like March and Pluto is also going to move into Aquarius mid March. So we're going to have some major transformations because Pluto takes like, you know, 250 years to go around all the zodiacs. Saturn takes around 30 years ish, 30 to like Sometimes it can be 28, sometimes it's 30, sometimes 32, like it just depends. And um, that rules generations. And then obviously Pluto rules the entire freaking collective in a way that's pretty deep rooted. And, you know, when a planet is going to move somewhere and like spend the next 25 years there, like Pluto will, it's deep because that means like the next 25 years of people have Pluto in Aquarius. Like, you know, we've talked about it before. Pretty much everyone listening to a certain extent is the Pluto and Scorpio generation that ruled from 1984 to 2000. So if you were born between 1984 to 2000, you have Pluto and Scorpio, which is good for us because we're actually, um, Scorpio is Pluto's home, second home, Mars being its first home. So that's good. How do you just like have all this information just like tucked in that pretty little head of yours? Honestly, astrology overwhelmed me to the point that I had to like take it more seriously. So I invested thousands of dollars into these courses because like when you have some skin in the game, like you're going to learn it. You're not just late night Googling like 3 a.m. reading a blog that someone else wrote. Like no shade to no one um, out there that is self-taught, but I just believe with astrology, there's really no way to be thoroughly self-taught because there's so many things. And so anyone that I've ever met that is self-taught is very like one directional where like my professor introduced us to like the whole umbrella. Like there's so many levels and so many different things. So there's people that only read with like the traditional planets. That means like before they discovered Neptune, Uranus and Pluto. So like, they're not even reading your birth chart with the outer planets because they're so slow. They rule generations. They, they, 
don't move very often. Um, so there's so many different ways to read astrology. And so when people are like, this is my chart, I never take what they're saying at face value until I see their chart because the program that I run is set up to the way that I learned. And there's literally hundreds of ways to read the chart in different formats. You know, it'd be interesting. And I wonder if you did this during or after, like during inside your mind or afterwards, but I'd love to know the ways that like our charts compare and areas that like maybe aren't like my focal strengths that are yours and vice versa. And like what our charts say for how we work together. I can literally just pull it up right now and put it on the chart screen. <laughs> I'll just put it on the screen for everyone that's going to be seeing this on Patreon. And that means you should go sign up. So I'll put yours. Oh my God. It almost, it automatically did it. Like I just put mine. That's and cute. I, I went to add a chart and it literally says Gemini. So it already did it. Um, Honestly. Oh, I keep getting this question. So while you do that, I'm going to address this. I keep getting asked about signing up for Patreon and like how you guys do whatever, or we don't have a combined Patreon. Patreon is a platform where both of us put content. Both of us give um, our followers readings, whatever, follow both of us, follow the one you vibe with, whatever, but you can go to patreon.com. I think pages is slash contrary cherry co. Yeah. And then mine is um, patreon.com slash coven of rejects. And so both of us have like lower tiers. We're releasing the videos of the podcast to all tiers this next season. So join on whatever tier and get to watch the videos and you'll get to watch the astrology majiggy. What do you call it? Chart? Yeah, well, it's not really doing what I want it to do. Um, so we might not be able to show it because Whatever. it's not working the way that I want it to. But I will say that our charts layered your Mars in Taurus is right on top of my Mercury in Taurus. Not right on top, but three degrees apart. Um our suns are technically only 11 degrees apart. That's the difference between mine and your birthday. The sun moved 11 degrees. Wow. Moves about a degree a day. Um, your wounded healer, the Chiron, I remember mentioning that to you, is on top of my Jupiter in Virgo. Your Chiron is at three degrees Virgo, mine. Uh, Jupiter's at four degrees we both have Pluto and Scorpio and honestly like there's nothing besides your Saturn is going to cross over my midheaven and Pisces so that's lucky that's a lucky probably thing it says your your ability to serve humanity either through caring for their needs or as a talented artist features in your chosen profession earlier in your career path it is probably not necessarily clear as you are confused about your true role or overwhelmed by making a decision so basically saying that you're gonna have your Saturn return right over my midheaven in Pisces that is like centered in my career house it's centered to get around luck it's centered around my ability to like you know be my truest self so like your Saturn is basically gonna have like a conversation with that part of my chart in Pisces because that's the only thing I have in Pis Pisces and um that's pretty cool that's probably that'll probably be a pretty cool moment it'll be after your Saturn actually perfects so it'll be a while before it does it but that could be like when our podcast really goes up because that'll be years down the road when that happens well, I'm excited. Like that's a super lucky point and it's talking about career. So that could definitely be a turning point in the career for, for me in general, just because it's in my career house, but for you and me as a team, I'm going to see when it's going to do it. Okay. So Saturn will be in retrograde in Pisces around. Oh, 
Why'd it go back to 1994? What in the world? I'm like 1994. Okay. So when you're going to have your Saturn return, it will be. It'll be a good time. Okay. It'll be a good time. Um, it's in retrograde. There it goes again. So it's in Pisces at 11 degrees on top of yours on March 9th, 2024. So that's the exact perfection date. It'll be there for like a couple days, weeks, depending on its orbit at that moment. So it literally transits to 11 degrees on March 9th. So March 9th, 2024 is when you have your full Saturn return. And then as it moves forward, it will cross over my midheaven at I'm right here you know what I just realized is I think that the date that you get the date that you gave me for my Saturn return coming I'm pretty sure is St. Patrick's Day this year I think I told you more I think it's March 23rd because that's no I think you said like March 19th okay maybe or 20th Somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't. I, it I don't is it, either it is St. Patty's Day or it's right after St. Patty's Day. But like Patty's Day is the 17th always. Oh, well, then it's not St. Patty's Day, but it's close enough. It's going to cross over my midheaven on May 6th, 2024. So between March and May of 2024, the podcast is going up. Mark our words. That's going to be when we literally reach peak views, peak everything and that's also probably going to be a breakthrough spiritually because pisces is a super spiritual sign it's the 12th zodiac so they say it encompasses all of the zodiac energy all 12 to like the a culmination or whatever so it's definitely gonna be a highlighted time 2024 it's crazy because that's not that far away really like, like Saturn had been in retrograde so long in Aquarius that like it lasted a lot longer than it was supposed to like, or not I mean I guess it was supposed to do that but it lasted a lot longer than like some people's normal just it stays yeah correct. not like three retrogrades it's had like literally, it's in retrograde right now I think or it might have just no I think it turned direct it's a lot, but the only way to keep up with all of them is to actually just look at them and study them and use the apps that I tell people to download. People always want to ask me, what does this mean? What does this mean? I literally have no idea what it means for you. I only am biased to my own energy and like a client, but I don't just look at people's charts for fun. I think some people have a misconception with like spiritual work and thinking like, oh, well they enjoy it. So they want to do it for fun. Like I don't like some people set and read celebrity charts on TikTok. They read, they went viral off of it. It was never an interest of me. I could have hit that niche hard two years ago and probably went really up on it but I just don't get intrigued by reading Molly Cyrus's or Donald Trump's chart like and people do and yes like we can see that these people are different things have happened and like you can point it out in the chart but it just doesn't interest me and like in class we used to have to do that but my professor would always use really cool people like Kurt Cobain and like Bob Marley and stuff like he would always pick really cool charts that we would do and they normally were dead people so it was even cooler so you know I'm like I just don't have any interest to read anyone's chart that I am not connected to in a connection like in a thing well it's just like how people think that if someone is like a medium or whatever that they're just going in and reading you know connecting with every dead person it's exhausting to have to try to explain it to people constantly when there really is such a thing as like doing a little research before reaching out. And like, I understand that some people like they've been convinced that this is like witchcraft or voodoo or satanic in some way. So they have like misconceptions and they have different biased. I completely get that. Like 1000%. I understand that. But what I also want you to consider is how many 
questions we've probably already answered if you listen to the podcast or if you've really done any like homework and I think that that's where I just don't have the patience like I used to because it's like I didn't have anyone showing me the ropes I just literally went down some wormholes then did some homework then found some mentors like you know and just like you level up gradually and I just want people to realize that it means much more to the spiritual realm when you put the effort in when you initiate when you take initiative to do something for yourself before reaching out to someone else I know people are afraid they're going to do it wrong but you can't do it wrong unless you're gonna summon your you know dead brother spirit or something like yeah you might be able to do something there that you shouldn't do like don't get the Ouija board out or nothing like that but like you're okay to like light a candle and talk to spirit or like you know make a meal for spirit or set up an altar or burn sage or whatever you want to burn like I know some people have different emotions about what you should burn as a certain person I like to burn cedar I don't care what you all burn you could literally burn whatever it doesn't affect me but I think just experimenting is so much more meaningful. Yeah. And I talk about that in the class that I'm teaching too, is about following what your intuition is and researching things and trying and trying to figure it out. You, I'm working on this with my son too, is not giving up on yourself before you've even put in the effort, before you've even tried to figure it out. If you go in it with an energy of you're scared, then you're going to make it a super negative experience for yourself. And you're never going to even figure out what you do or don't like, because you're so scared to fuck everything up. We fuck everything up in life and that's how we figure it out. And everybody's like, I feel like everybody's spirituality journey is like that, like whatever. And also I think that people try to like put labels onto things or talk themselves down. If someone's interested in astrology, but they don't take a class, then they feel weird about themselves. Well, that's just a passion that you have, whatever. It's not like you're doing it as a full-time fucking career. You know, if you're, if you're you, of course, you're going to fucking spend thousands of dollars to like (laughs) make sure you figure it out, bro. Like, But that's like, you know, that's the difference between wanting to have something as your personal craft, I feel like, and wanting to turn something into using that gift to help other people. And in that case, we've invested in classes and fucking time and YouTube and you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm totally all for getting your own cards, doing your own thing, like experimenting. Like, I just have a personal beef when people got cards a week ago and they're like, taking pulling cards for five on the story or like you know like that kind of thing like I'm cool with you reading for your friends and reading for your mom or like doing whatever you do but like it's the problem for me is when you don't even understand the ethics or any of the details behind giving someone else readings and messages and like I took a lot of classes on ethics my mentor's real big on that I know um that's just really important to me personally and so I just don't accept messages from everyone like um I think it's great that you're giving messages and you're doing your thing but I personally feel like some people project through messages onto other people and there's readers that have a million followers that do this so it's not because of the followers or because people the masses are attracted or it doesn't matter. It's like, what is your integrity and what is your ethics and what is your like intention behind this? Because if it's just to make money, don't want a reading from you. If it's just to X, Y, Z, probably don't want a reading from you. And I just think that's the difference. Like I took astrology courses to help myself. It turned into something to be able to help other people. I know that's not ideal for everyone, but that's not That's why I consider myself an astrologist. I've had readings from people who were self-taught and they're very generalized. They know one area and it's probably the area that they wanted to know about. I wanted to have a more uh, broad overview just so I could help other people. So it wasn't just directed towards me. I think spirit will lead you better when you're more trusting of what your intuition is telling you versus needing someone such as myself or whoever to tell you how to do something. I think it's more heartfelt and the intention is better when you just go into it with a general curiosity, no, nothing to prove, nothing to show, nothing to do, but just curious. I really love when I get readings from people like you or yeah, people like, like readers like you and I, where there's so much like 
research of just different areas of doing things the same way that you do with astrology. The only thing that I can compare that to is like the way that I do like mediumship or tarot and just the sense of like learning how other people do it and taking different classes on it and then figuring out the way that works for you with the way that you give your gift. Like you're a very different communicator than I am and you communicate a reading in a different way, but you similarly encompass all kinds of different sources. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I I don't really, a lot of the people that I mentor are always caught up on how they're going to get the freaking message. And like, it doesn't matter how you got it. As long as you got it, as long as you trusted it, as long as you didn't let your ego get in there and mess it all up, as long as you didn't let your fear creep in and create whatever. And so for me, I don't ever really lean on any certain way. It's not like, oh, I'm going to do a clairvoyance reading only, or I'm going to do, or I'm going to do evidential only, or I'm going to do this relative mediumship only. Like, no, like if it's an evidential session, it becomes that if it's this, if this is what they want me to identify, or if it's something else, like I don't go into things needing to do it the same way every time. And I think that's why it just works for me because I don't, care how I did it last time yeah different this time and I'm constantly changing and updating my services changing everything about them changing the time like I'll just go in a a thing where I'm like every reading needs to be an hour and then I'm like no we need to dial that back to 45 but like you know I'm just constantly like seeing what is working in the collective you know I, I get a lot of people that are pretty much traumatized by life you know a lot of the time like they went through very very traumatic things that no one person should go through so many but like it's amazing to see the lights come on for those people so really the reason I do it is just because I remember being in that darkness fuck the classes fuck everything like you you could just inherit all this like spirit could show you the way but I do think that if you're going to take it seriously and you're going to help other people then you're going to want to ground that vision down and take initiative to better your skills and to your better your craft it's like saying that someone has a god-given talent in music or basketball but they don't ever perfect it like it's not gonna get where it could be yeah I agree with everything that you just said I don't know I feel like I feel like you have to be updating your services all the time because every time period has like a different energy. Like the energy is just always changing. And there are so many times when like, like right now, everybody's like working on what they're going to be doing for this year. So like new, you know, a year ahead reading makes a lot of sense. It wouldn't make sense at other times or Like there's times when people are like really deep in their emotions and stuff and I'll do like a shadow work reading or something. And I I just feel like we have, you have to be like that. You have to be constantly evolving and moving things. And that's what makes you different too, is that as you're adding new information into your reality, you can project that and share that and share that different level of healing out with other people. And that's not something everybody's doing or does naturally. Right. I think when you have a higher calling to serve people, you first got to realize how you're not serving yourself. I think so many people go into spirituality now and they have this like idea that, oh, I want to help people. It's like, baby, you can't keep running from your problems by helping other people. Like that's people pleasing. (laughs) And I just think I see a lot of people right now kind of hopping on this wave of like the newfound excitement excitement around spirituality and this is a very natural thing it comes very natural um some other people have more layers to uncover to get there but it's like it's very natural as a spiritual spirit soul whatever to be having this spiritual experience it's just that we've signed up for this collective grand awakening like this is the grand uprising it's why everything in our reality is constantly changing like nothing there was periods in history from like the forties to the sixties where like not much changed, not much changed, like in technology and healthcare. Like if anything, things really got worse. Cause that's really when they started promoting like cigarettes and body image and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like around yeah. that propaganda and the magazines and stuff. So it's like, I don't really know 
how so many things could change it over like a course of one month. Like look how crypto was like the big thing a couple of years ago. And now no one's talking about it. Cause we've all lost our ass. Like I lost like $800. So, you know, like it's just crazy that people are like, Oh, this is going to be the next thing. Or this can be the next thing. And it's just constantly changing. The one thing about being a human that's not going to change is your spiritual body your spiritual self whether you choose to tap into that whether you choose to numb it away with drugs and alcohol whether you choose to run from it whatever it's still going to be there and I just think now people see other people making money on it and it's like this animosity it's like well I don't want to see you helping people and making money off of it if I'm miserable then you need to be miserable if I work a job I don't like I don't want to see you doing xyz and I think that's where a lot of people have really um shown their true colors for me and I'm real big on like show your show yourself out like that's it like I'm not worried about it because I think the more that I have elevated especially with the scammers and all the things like it's just so much that people are like starting to pay attention now because they're like okay she must be really making moves and the whole time I was sleeping on her or like whatever you know my what my experience has been is that it's been the people who didn't want to fuck with me before it hasn't been the people who have fucked with me walking away. It's been the people who didn't want to fuck with me before that now all of a sudden act brand new and are like, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. We were always so cool. Remember that one time we smoked and I'm like the one time we smoked and you and your friend talked shit and got hit. Like, what do you mean? I beat your ass in high school. Why are you in my inbox? Like <laughs> that's the stuff that I get. And that's what like, or the people, I just had somebody recently who like hasn't seen my face since high school and then left a comment on one of my public posts and was like, um, who, uh, something along the lines of like, basically like, who the fuck are you now? And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't grow you didn't evolve you stayed in the same fucking place so you're gonna go after other people like that's what I think is wild is I I can't imagine being like oh my god you're in a good place fuck you get out of here with your fucking tuna twat I don't want a lot that of stink people, ass like, yeah a lot of people that have tried to come back around but it's not girls it's guys of and course it is dude dicks flock like, to you like you're a magnet 15 years ago and they're like remember that one time it was the best time of my life and I just thought you should know that huh like and then then like recently this guy who doesn't even live in the state anymore hit me up and like we used to have a fling and like it was cool whatever at the time like I did like him we never dated but we have not talked in forever. And I saw, like, I see him on Facebook. He's got kids now. He's got a girlfriend. They got the inner relationship, all of that. Just hit me up talking about I'm coming to visit in February. What are you trying to do? What? And then before I could even mention the girlfriend, he's like, I'm in an open relationship. I didn't. I don't ask. give a fuck. That doesn't mean ask. I'm open for your relationship, bro. I didn't ask you. And then you know what he literally said? Y'all, this is and verbatim. Would you like to have me when I get off the plane? With your stank-ass, sweaty, swamp booty that's been sitting in the plane shit, having crying babies around you? Hell no. I just couldn't even believe that someone I hadn't talked to since literally 2008 go hit me with the... That's the... But I feel like that's the misconception of you being a female who puts pictures of you in short shorts on the internet is that all of a sudden when that's what you do, everybody's like, she showed me her butt. She wants this dick. Like the audacity. <laughs> she wants it. You know, honestly, I have been that person now. When I look at my phone, I have like 27 unread messages and I'm like who have I become because I just ignore people and it's not because I don't like them it's just like when I tell you what it is and you continue trying to take it somewhere else I can't continue this and like a lot of people are like I guess everything I say to you is okay because I haven't heard you talk about it on your podcast yet we talk shit about you behind the scenes she just says not to be mean on air Fuck you. I talk hella shit about you and your mama. 
you know it's every like, time <laughs> when there is something that stands out I always send it to Gemini and I always send it to my friend Megan and I'm always like look at this like whatever what do you think about this and Gemini is ready to ride you all out like I'm actually afraid for the person that I actually do like and do get with in the in like the future because she's like well fuck that like if they're doing anything that's off V I'm gonna say something (laughs) my my thing is as being somebody who like I like I'm married and like been with a person what I know is that the standard and the precedent that you allow to be set in the beginning of your relationship is the standard that is gonna always be in your relationship and if you want it to change you have to like fight real fucking hard and be wanting to like leave and all kinds of shit and for me I just see like weird ass text messages and like just weird shit weird conversations weird obsessions right off the bat like you've never touched your titties calm down and I just I'm like fuck no they're gonna be like that now imagine when you've like given them something and there's a reason to be fucking creepy that's the kind of like bust your front door open kind of person and I don't want anybody to get pow powed up in here honestly I don't want to have to shoot someone either I literally always have a gun on me so fuck all y'all but I personally am not attracted to literally anyone who feels like she said I've always got a gun on me (laughs) throw themselves at you like I like someone who applies pressure but in a confident way but in a confident way. Some of the people that message me sound so desperate. And I'm like, I don't know where your source of desperation led you to me, brother, but there's no water over here for you. I literally can't imagine like being single because I'm such a different person than I was when I was single before. And I'll really be out here just like really hurting egos and feelings. And mostly because like, I just think like dudes are fucking weird. Like I just see what you deal with and I just can't. And also like, I know that like I can trust my husband and like, we're good there. If, and I have to like, let somebody else know that like, if you fuck around on me, I will serve time. And like that, it is just a fact of life. (laughs) I've come to this conclusion since I was a small child, I will serve time for it. And I don't want to have to teach somebody new that. Wow. Wow. And I'm, I'm saying that with my whole chest. <laughs> She's really ready to come for y'all. Um, I personally have no desire to date anyone right now. Like I know I wanted to date and I was trying to, but like it's a whole dumpster fire out here. And you know, if I had like $20 for every time somebody did some weird shit. I would literally be so rich right now. And that's only like six months of that. That's only six months of energy. I want money. If if literally I had $20 for every time somebody says some weird off the wall stuff to me, I would be balling. Balling. I want to get paid for weird shit. You know what I want to get paid for? I want to get paid for every time someone talks to me about a scam account. That's what I want to be paid for. Because I can't tell you how much I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. We're still here. We're still doing, we're still doing it. We're still doing that. I paid somebody. Okay. I do not owe you a free reading. If you get caught up in a scam, I don't know how many times our shit's linked in the description. I don't care. Don't tell me about it. Block them, report them, leave me alone. Unfortunately, it's so bad that someone I know's mom got scammed this past week for $25 and it's some lady named joy something and she's sending her PayPal out so the question for me that arrives is if you're about to buy something from someone and their business name is better business bureau why are you gonna send it to Tamagotchi house over here (laughs) if the better business bureau is the name of the business so it's like no wonder you got scammed because your ass still hit confirm and what's weird for me is I don't message half y'all back so then you think all of a sudden I'm gonna give you a reading in the dm out of nowhere you have never received a different account yeah like you've been messaging maybe 
from this person two or three times, but you go look at their profile. They don't have any likes. Okay. They got followers. They may have more followers than you. They bought them. They've rotated them. They've recycled them. They've changed this account 17 times to get that many followers. Is the only thing that I can think of. I, I'm honestly convinced that they rotate them. Like that one girl was totally making profiles of both of us. Remember? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if you are so into getting a reading, why wouldn't you go initiate it? Why would someone else initiate it for you? And then the fact that like, you know, it makes me feel some type of way to know these scammers cold call and probably make three to $500 a day. Imagine if I cold called and actually delivered the reading, I could probably make $5,000 in a day or something. You know what I mean? Like if I was at yeah. a cold call in appointments, sure I could generate because a lot of people are, are quick to send $50, like quick, but they still want to ask free questions instead of signing up for the Patreon. I was just about to say, you'll pay a scammer, but you won't invest in platforms where like, we're literally giving fucking content, like additional content, like readings, private one-on-one -on -one things. And you'd rather listen to fucking, what was her name? Joy with her 400 followers. Grand Rising, beloved. This is how you know it's a scammer. They always, for some reason, put XX at the end of their messages. Um, they also always say they were called to give you a reading. And I'm going to tell you all right now, my phone is ringing all the time. My internal phone rings all the time and I do not answer for everyone. So why the fuck would I feel called all of a sudden to give you a reading? And the only time that's happened- Everybody wants to feel special. Been genuine. I have- reached out and given someone a free reading, but it's a free reading. It's not, Hey, give me 20. Hey, donate. How much can you donate? If someone asks you if you want a reading and their first question is, well, how much do you want to donate? It's not heartfelt or legitimate. Correct. Also ask for a website and then book through a website. <laughs> like, a, yeah, I mean, maybe that's not good advice. Maybe they're going to start making websites next Who fucking knows, but look up people's website. I just feel like it is so easy to tell when someone is illegitimate and when someone is a legitimate person that like, it's, it's hard for me to even have to explain because I, common sense. Unfortunately, it puts a lot of strain on people's creativity. And I even hear people with blue check marks talking about scammers. Like it's bad. And People are creating fan clubs and taking membership fees. Like they're creative with it. And so just because you're being asked something doesn't mean that you need to give it the energy. Right now, you know what scammers message me? The Illuminati. I get at least four messages a week from the Illuminati wanting me to join the Illuminati. And I just take it as a sign that my third eye is so fucking open. I'm seeing through all this shit. Cause like I used to get jelly roll scammers. I used to get other type of scammers, but now I'm getting Illuminati scammers. And I'm like, what is this? that like what kind of sign is that actually let's read a scammer message well i'll read i'll read the, the fucking the fucking title of this episode is jelly roll and the illuminati <laughs> literally okay here you go the illuminati brotherhood hello child of the universe pardon my intrusion the cradle of light has directed me to give you a message that's where you just drawed it right there the cradle of light has directed me to give you a message the illuminati invites you who is willing to achieve success fame and power the illuminati is a sacred organization that strives to promote spiritual and moral values and in other but it's supposed to say in order so there's typos you'll see that in these scam messages it says in other to make your dreams come true the brotherhood unites people and supports them financially. Not the brotherhood. Making them fame, wealth, and prosperity. Both men and women to be better and shine in the society. You can just tell it someone else wrote this. Sounds like someone trying to talk you into Scientology, Paige. Our goal is to bring unity and freedom to the world and the fulfillment of your heart's desires. No matter where you are, distance is not an option. Never underestimate your chances to change your life. Make all your dreams and heart's desires come true. Join us today. Reply yes to begin. Fuck me. Good God. I don't know, y'all. It's wild. Are you going to join the Illuminati page? Is this your coming out party? Right, I'm back. 
Yeah. Someone, you know, what's weird is a lot of people think that I just am out here just ready to answer every question just right there on my phone. If I post and I have not replied, I get 14 more messages from that. Like, I don't know, like I love y'all. And I think a lot of people are learning it in the collective, but damn, some people really still don't get it. And I know it's people who don't know us, people who don't listen to podcasts, people who don't tap in or check in or even think with their head. Yeah. I have to tell everyone. I don't know. Another one that I get. Welcome to the Illuminati organization, the elite in society. They transform them into the super elite, the absolute best and most successful individuals on this planet in their chosen wow. direction. When we say elite, we mean in any field. You may Fuck be yeah. extremely rich in many areas of your life already. That's why most of our members are here. Some are rich oh. in love, some are rich in money, some are rich in fame, some are rich in spiritual endowers, but all know that they can achieve more. They all yearn for something unseen that they know is achievable. Your yearn for it. Will be achieved within 24 hours once you become a full member of the Illuminati organization. And you will have numerous benefits too. This is an open end of invitation to everyone in the world. Do you accept the offer from Elizabeth Jane? Fuck you, Lizzie. Tell me why this guy that I follow follows this account. I'm telling you, people fall for this. Because the guy, because he's Lizzie. People fall for it. And they really are like, wow. Paige, how many dudes you got listening to this podcast because they're trying to get on your dick? My dick? In their mouth? Yeah. I don't know how many y'all how many y'all listening out there we have a poll at the end of every episode on Spotify let me know yeah just drop eggplants emojis if you're here for the dick yeah because I'm ready to show up for y'all so I'm ready to show up no no you are not shut the fuck up <laughs> oh hey will you tell me a little bit um you like briefly mentioned this in a voice note and we never talked about it but you said that you got some kind of reading that mentioned me as like a protector to you or some shit. Yeah, I didn't get a reading, but I got like someone wrote me and they were like, Gemini and your connection is basically like soul contract, like manifested because you're here as like some type of like protector energy like I don't know I'll have to ask the person who told me I, I they didn't really elaborate on it they just randomly texted me that one day and just said that they were doing a meditation and they like you know had listened to the podcast and they were getting this energy and then they were like picking up on like this soul contract with us and it's something about a protector protector spirit protector I don't want to say guide because it wasn't I don't think it was guide I don't think that was the word dude but. I remember just like all I could think of was the Superman emoji oh ha 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 um I don't know I don't remember what all it said but I could ask her because it wasn't like a reading it was just like she just said that that's interesting somebody messaged me who listens to the podcast and how did it I don't oh they asked me a question just about ruins and then we started having a conversation and then and I can't tell if you know this person in real life or not and because she talked about both of us and then it turned into like we exchanged readings for each other and it was just like a vibe and I think she found me from the podcast but you think I know her in real life yeah because I think that you follow her Huh. Are you gonna name drop? No, you can tell me. Yeah, because because there's because there's um there's punctuation in it, so nobody can go to her page. But it's like Leo Lady Jamie or Jamie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Leo. Yeah, or I, something like that. I met her in a class actually. Um, she gave me a reading, like we exchanged readings, and then that girl like can send so many voice messages, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I get online. 
but then I don't check shit. I just hop offline. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Honestly, um, I have so many readings that I have to do right now. So I know we were going to do some questions. Do you want to do a few? I've asked you questions. All right. What is your biggest fear? Like spiders or heights not like deep crippling like subconscious <laughs> like a exterior I was like wait um my not that personal um large bodies of water you don't swim I will not go in the ocean that is not my thing I do not like lakes I'll go in like creeks or rivers where like I can put my feet if I can't see in there I'm not doing it if there's something bigger than me in there you can go fuck yourself I can't do it they have those pictures. I don't know what it's called, but like, there's a name for it. And they have pictures of people like, like this is to um, creep you out or whatever. And somebody just like in a river with their feet moving and you can't see underneath. And it like it, I cannot do it. It makes my skin crawl. There's some parts of the ocean that you can see right through. You wouldn't get into the clear parts. I don't, I don't know. It's like, if it was like an island, like vacation and it was hella blue water. Yeah. I would do that. Very like in the shallow. Oh my goodness. I got hit by a fish in Lake Tahoe and I could see through the water. Wow. I love that. I was dating this hella skinny dude and I jumped on that motherfucker's back so fast. I got bit by a fish on my toe. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. My computer is doing something like, I don't know. It X'd out of Zoom and I was like, oh no. No, you're still here. Oh no. Um, yeah. And then my next question, what is your biggest goal for 2023? Mm. Uh, seeing you. Oh, well then we're, then that's it. That's, that's the wrap. This is season two, episode one, Lick It Like a Lollipop. It is January 11th, 2023. So like how many more ones could we have in this scenario? We couldn't. We couldn't have any more. We're, our hands are full. Our heart is full. Thank you all so much. We have merch coming soon. And we're also working on some other collaborative projects. So we can't wait to share those with you all. If you are not watching and you are listening, please leave a rating. Please follow us on Spotify. Please set it up where it downloads every episode. Please. Yeah. And if you guys do want to watch, we talked about Patreon earlier in the episode, but our Patreons are linked in the description wherever you are listening. So click on those. We recommend you support both of us because we do very different shit. Obviously, Paige is like an astrology genius and I am merely me, but... Yeah, y'all, she puts way more on her Patreon than I do. I do more hands-on with my community. I'm more of a community space right now, and she's over here teaching y'all everything. So go learn from Gemini. I know a lot of people are asking every question under the sun. So let us know what you want to see on our Patreons. I actually posted a poll on mine this morning. I want people to give me ideas of what I can bring to the platform that you would most enjoy. So you can do an entire episode naked. <laughs> Patreon, but it's just me reading tarot cards in my bathing suit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I love you all. We will see you all next time. All right, bye. <laughs>